Welcome back to the Decades of Strength podcast. I am just back from vacation, and on today's episode, Sam, Nicole, and I talk about training and eating on vacation. We discuss our strategies and approaches, our mindset as we head into our vacation, as we're there, and as we come back so that we can enjoy ourselves, stay on track, and take the stress out of, wow, I'm dieting and now I'm going on vacation. I'm going to lose all my progress. So if you have a trip coming up, you're going to want to listen. If you have a trip later, you still want to listen, and then you want to save it for when you go. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. I am Nicole, and I'm here with Sam and Kim, and we are super excited today because we are talking about vacation, which I know everybody loves, and we're just going to talk about our tips as far as nutrition and workouts and everything that we do on vacation to stay on track, kind of stay on track, or I don't know, maybe we want to say screw it and go all in. So, hi, ladies. <laughs> all our possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on our goals. <laughs> it's true. It yes. depends on the goals, the trip. <laughs> Who we're with, Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So today's this is a good one because Kim is about to go on vacation and she's she's going on an amazing vacation. She's going to go on a cruise. Um, I'm just going to New Hampshire to ski with my kids. So that's not as exciting, but we both have vacations <laughs> coming up. And I feel like Sam has just gone on 18 vacations. <laughs> I'm just true. trying to be a nomad. That's all. <laughs> This, this, You're this always is you, traveling. You somewhere. be representing the twenties, and you can just do whatever the frig you want. Awesome. <laughs> I'll take it. It's I'll true. take it. <laughs> hey, you guys want to hear the craziest thing about my vacation? Yes. yes. Um, I'm I'm working on backup plans right now because the weirdest thing happened. We found out yesterday that our cruise ship first. It's it's on a cruise right now. The ship we're supposed to board on Saturday. Yeah. Um, the engines failed, and then it had to do an emergency docking in San Juan. And w- as it did it, it crashed <gasps> into the pier. Oh my so my cruise ship crashed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that like never happened. What? So um, we've been keeping in touch with other passengers on board. Like my friend figured out how to talk to them and getting status updates because the company won't tell us anything. Oh and so they've been talking to passengers and. Last night, I haven't talked to my friend. Last night, they did finally set sail again at seven after a whole day at this emergency dock. So I'm hoping that this is like a fixed situation and not like a band aid situation yeah. to get those people back to Florida. Yeah, I mean, wow. I wouldn't even so... get on that ship if I were you. Like, no, go. <laughs> oh no, I'm so I'm so getting on. I'm just gonna pay attention when when we when we do our emergency drills. I'm gonna actually pay attention this time. <laughs> it just always wear a life jacket at all times like whether you're at, whether you're at dinner or like a show like you're just always wearing a life jacket you can watch my vacation pics and I'll always have a life jacket on we oh know where to find you if you get stranded Kim you know I'm gonna DM you and be like girl I told you I told you this... but hey if I'm stranded on a cruise ship that's not so bad yeah until the bathroom stop working yeah we need oh, you on our podcast don't be selfish <laughs> I'll, I'll podcast from port <laughs> i'll live in jamaica now anyway what are you doing that's the update on my vacation like as far as workouts and stuff like that go for vacation like what's your plan do you think 
so for workouts, I have decided I've done different things. Cruise ships typically have a nice gym. They don't have barbells. Okay. Um, that would be kind of unsafe because things are pretty unsteady. Um, but they do have a full set of uh, dumbbells and machines and space to train. And so in the past, I have done my almost my full workout on board. You know, I just skip my big barbell move and do the rest of it. This time I've decided not to do that. I'm pretty excited about this month's plan and I want to do it exactly as it's written. So I'm just taking a week and I'm going to kind of do my own thing. I've decided to do three workouts. I'll do three total body workouts. And I have, I'm going on this trip with 16 friends and family members. And so there's a bunch of ladies who want to join me. So I'll just be kind of doing a group workout with everybody. We'll do dumbbell stuff. You You should put that in your story. Like group instructor. I might. Maybe you can get paid to do that. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll have the rest of the ship join in on my on my workouts. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I don't stress about workouts when I'm traveling. I kind of make it work, and sometimes making it work means I'm going to do exactly what I would do if I was at home, and sometimes making it work means I'm just going to keep my steps up, and sometimes I'm going to do like a quick full body thing. It really depends. The cruise is awesome because you have hours and hours at sea and a nice gym, and so I like to work out. For me, that's pleasurable. For somebody who it wasn't, I'd be like, you know, maybe don't do it. You're on vacation. Do something quick. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think vacation's like a great, especially if you're lifting heavy, like vacation can be a great way to deload too, you know? Just yeah. Like, yeah. It, like a natural deload. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just like complete rest week because um, if you're really into a group of working out, sometimes it's so hard to give yourself a rest, especially if you like depend on those workouts to keep your sanity like I do. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, totally get that. Cool. Yeah. Sam, what do you do? I mean, I kind of know from your your Instagram stories, but um so are- I guess it's kind of evolved. I used to be very I don't want to say neurotic, but I used to actually have serious anxiety when I traveled because I thought my progress was going to all go away and I was going to come back with no muscles and I was going to be really weak. And I would, instead of just trying to do a little something, I would just do nothing because I was like, well, if I don't have a full gym that I have access to, like I can't accomplish anything. And I just kind of told myself that story and it was I mean, it wasn't really a good way to approach it, but I kind of felt like it was like mm-hmm. the, the zero to a hundred um, mentality. And so over time though, I have become a lot more flexible and just like adapted to wherever I'm at. So some of my go-to things are honestly, um, if I don't have access to a gym, I'll just like go for a run or do like sprints or like intervals or something. Um, and if I'm like in a city, it's kind of nice because you get to explore too and just kind of get lost a little bit, but still maybe not get too, too lost. <laughs> 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 um, and then I'll just do like body weight circuits. Um, if I'm on the beach, I'll use the beach for that. Or like if I can find like a bench, I'll use a bench for whatever, like doing step ups or like push ups or who knows. Um, but now it's just kind of like, I sometimes don't work out and sometimes I do. I, I tend to try to walk a lot in the morning, especially like I like to do something in the morning just to move, even if it's like 15 push ups in my house and like 15 squats and do, do something really simple, but just to, just not to feel like super sluggish. I love what you said about like how you used to be afraid that you were going to lose your progress because I think it's so common. Mm-hmm. 
I have a bunch of clients heading on trips now and that's their worry. Yeah. And that used to be my worry. Like I used to, I used to really stress and I think we'll, we'll be talking about nutrition in a bit. I used to particularly stress about the nutrition piece of traveling, but even the workout piece, like it is. And sometimes you want to kind of like keep a tight rein and really control it. And in reality, like the overarching principle is you did not make all of your progress in a week or two weeks or however long your trip is. And you're certainly not going to lose it that way. And it takes, it takes like, time and like going on trips and realizing hey like I'm fine and so it's awesome that you can that you know you were able to share that with us Sam like this is how I used to think and now I realize like it's not true because a lot of people aren't there yet like they really still are stuck in the like this is like they almost don't want to go on their trip it kind of ruins it like that edge of like fear and anxiety of what's going to happen so that was me like every time I traveled and I didn't I I never used to travel like that much but I remember Mm -hmm. I went to India like two years ago and it was right after I left I flew out of Logan like a Boston um the day after my powerlifting meet and I didn't even want to go on the trip because I was so scared that I was just going to get so weak and like ruin everything and just like go off the deep end. Like I couldn't even like trust myself. It was, it wasn't good because I should have been fully, mm-hmm. you know, and excited and like enjoying the trip. But I was, yeah. I was nervous about it the whole time. And like, they don't have gyms like that in India, although I was looking, but yeah. like, it's just not a thing uh-huh. that they have there. And so I didn't even have the option. Like there was no, situation where I could have put myself in so that I could have you know like gone and really lifted at least where I was I was like in the middle of the desert so um and so I just had to like deal with it but it it is it is scary so if you're out there and that's what you're dealing with it's you're not you know you're not alone in that that's like pretty pretty normal I think especially starting Mm -hmm. out or even in the first few years of training it's like it can feel scary to be away from your routine yeah, I agree. Nicole, have you dealt with that? Yeah, I mean, not, I, I feel like, not to like such a certain degree that like, I was scared to go away. But I've definitely felt that, oh, well, I'm going to lose my gains sort of mentality. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that the more you learn about exercise and how the body works, um, it's different for us, because like, we know the science. But I mean, what you said, Kim, like it didn't take you a week to make all of that progress and you're not going to lose all of that progress in a week. And for me, I find that when I do take breaks, when I get back to the gym, I'm actually better than I had out four days in a row. My performance is so much better and I'm so much stronger because my body had time to actually rest and take care of myself. And so for me, like I'll always try and like, I'll start the vacation with the workout or two and then it slowly goes downhill. <laughs> and yeah. But that's okay. Sudden, yeah, that's good though. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way about coming back with the strength thing. I think, yeah. I think the first few workouts back are actually like freaking brutal and I think everything feels heavy, but right after that, after you get that first or second workout in back from vacation, you're like, I feel like the Hulk, like I'm so yeah. strong. <laughs> it just takes, I think your body a little bit of time to acclimate again to weights. And then you get right back into it and you're like, wow, I really, you, you end it, you actually like are a real life example of why rest matters, you know, like yes. when you've 100%. gone through it and you can see the physical, like results of it or you know you can just feel like wow this weight doesn't feel as bad as it did before I left yeah yeah I and by the way I do that in every workout I go and get the barbell and I'm like god this thing's heavy and then an hour later I put the barbell back like it's a (laughs) (laughs) q-tip you know everything 
Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what about like, so Kim, you're going to be on a cruise and I think a lot of people go on cruises, like millions of people a year. um, And Mm -hmm. lots of people like to go to like these all inclusive resorts, which have buffets. What? Like you're probably going to eat at some buffets. Like what do you do? Probably. (laughs) As long as it's not a cereal buffet, Kim's good. You know, they never have a great variety. <laughs> it's, it's, I wish they had some lucky times. Uh, if they do, I'll show myself having a bowl of dinner. Uh, <laughs> but, but they don't. So, you know, the way I handle buffets with both myself and my clients at home is very different than I would necessarily on vacation because I just take a different, a different approach to food on vacation um, than at home. And I'm not a big fan of tracking calories on vacation. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I've gone on cruises and tracked my calories and it's fine. Um, it's just not necessarily necessary. Cause like we were just talking about a whole week, isn't going to do much of anything. And so typically the way I handle food on vacation now, which is very different than I used to is I go in with the idea that I've got three kind of rules for myself. And the first one is the most important. And that is that I'm just going to eat until I'm satisfied. I am never going to eat past the point of fullness just because food is there. Mm-hmm. I just, I refuse to do it. And so I really pay attention to my hunger and fullness cues, which is really great practice for people. Cause a lot of times when people are just starting, they have no idea. They have no idea what it feels like to kind of be like approaching satisfaction. They get totally full. They know that sensation and they understand starving, but kind of that mid range of like, Hmm, like, I think maybe I'm satisfied. I could eat more, but I'm satisfied. And so that's my overarching rule on on vacations generally. Yeah. Even on a cruise ship buffet, you know, another special rule that I have for cruise ship buffets is don't pick up crap just because it's there. So much of it isn't that tasty yeah. that I save, I save my calories for like what is actually delicious. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I have no, I have no problem not eating something I've put on my plate. If I don't like it, if I get something, if I order something and I know people are like, Oh, that's wasteful, but it's just as wasteful to eat food that you're not hungry for. So I'm not about to eat something that I don't like, or I'm not hungry for anymore. So I'm very particular about what I want to put on my plate. And if I taste something and I don't like it, I just won't eat it. I will try and give it to, you know, my friend or my kid. But if somebody doesn't eat it, they don't eat it. Um, and then I try and get protein and vegetables every day. And that's literally my vacation eating plan. Protein and vegetables every day um, and just eat until satisfied. I love that. What about you, Sam? Yeah. And- Ooh, um, let's see. I think my strategy is usually like just having um two like I wake up and I chug I don't know like 16 to 20 ounces of water I think that's like definitely um a big thing for me because if not like I'll tend to eat a way bigger meal at breakfast than I probably need to so I will tend to drink a lot of water and a lot of coffee upon awakening um and depending on what the travel looks like I mean, it could be for work or for fun. Um, I would say that I try to just have bigger, more satiating meals. And I, I don't really, I try not to snack because that's when I get myself in trouble is when I snack because mm. I just kind of lose count of my, I guess I, I lose, like I have like a disconnect with my body when it comes to hunger when I snack because it's, you're, mm. you're kind of like bringing those calories in at such, you know, a, 
a big range in time that it's hard for me to really like know if I'm hungry or not. So I'll try to just do like two or three big meals. Um, and they'll be same, same as Kim. They'll be protein and veggie focused. And I almost always will have to modify what I eat. Um, like if I'm going out to eat anyways, because I'm lactose intolerant and a lot of like times eating out is challenging for me. And I, and I also hate being that person that's like, oh, can you like make this dairy free, gluten free, butter free, you know, but at the same time, I just yeah, free. Yeah, exactly. Also free. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I have to eat in a way that makes me feel good. So I think just yeah. creating my plate, like half the plate needs to be veggies, a quarter protein, and then also saving room for like some things I enjoy too. Like if I'm craving something, I'm just going to eat it. Um, and I think it's kind of taken me a long time to be actually, like actually be able to get to that point where I can fully say like, yeah, I'm just going to have what I, what I want and just give myself permission to eat it and not eat like an asshole and eat like eight servings of it. You know, um, <laughs> that's the best vacation rule, right? there. <laughs> don't eat like an asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so like, if I'm going to Miami and they're known for their ceviche, I'm going to get a lot of ceviche. Like I tend to yeah. eat in like, um, Oh, I don't know, like a regional or like a, whatever's local yeah. to that culture yeah. and probably will eat more of that. And, you know, if I don't get all my veggies, eh, it's okay. If I don't get all my protein, my muscle's not going to go away. But I think what you do most of the time is, is a lot more important than what you do, you know, one random week or something out of the year. So I just try to take it easy on myself. 100%. I love that. hundred percent. What about you, Nicole? Um, well, so for buffets, like I could, so my rule is to sort of walk through the buffet first and look at everything mm-hmm. because I am that person who will like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and I have 20 things on my plate. Um, <laughs> so I always walk through first and I'm like, okay, what do I really want today? That's a and great then, idea. Like scoping yeah. it out. Very good strategy. And usually like if you're at an all-inclusive place, you're going to be there for a week. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe 20 things look good to me, but I still have like seven more days to eat here. So mm. today I'm going to pick <laughs> these five things. Um, and yeah. I try and keep it to like five things. So it's not like totally overwhelming. But yeah, I always do a walkthrough um, and check it out and figure out what I really want and what I'm really in the mood for versus just, you know, getting that, you know, so excited. It's Christmas morning. Give me all the gifts and piling mm-hmm. it all on my plate. Yeah. I think the, I think what you said about the, like, knowing you can eat more later or like, you know, there's going to be more days. I think that's a principle or whatever, a a topic that we could literally talk about for like hours because it's something that I think a lot of us, I know I myself have just recently like hit a turning point with that, like understanding, oh, if I'm still hungry, I can, I can eat more food later. Like, it's not like. It's not like all the food in the world is going to disappear. It's not like you're going to go starving. Like, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably in a place where food is pretty readily accessible, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so not freaking the hell out when you're hungry and just like being, you know, learning to to understand like you can always eat again. It's not the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. For a lot of people too, it it goes back to how they were raised or like how their childhood was. Because if you're in a family where they were like, you know, six kids and like dinner was served and you're like running in just so you can get your piece of pizza. Like that's like a mentality that you take with you through adulthood. Like I used to always have to have stocked fridge and cabinets, even though like 
food would always be wasted. I could never eat it. But for me to open a refrigerator or open a cabinet that was like half bare or really bare was so anxiety like provoking. And I never knew why. And it, it took me a while to figure out was, well, when I was a kid, we didn't always have food. And so that totally stayed with me through adulthood. Um, and once I realized that and made that connection, which seems so silly and took me so long to realize, now I can have an emptier fridge. I can have emptier ca- like cabinets. And there's no issue mm-hmm. of me not being able to afford to buy more food. It was just that mentality of how I've grown up. And so I think whatever happened when you were a kid also like filters through to adulthood and people never make that they can go through their whole life and never make that connection. Wow. That's an important connection to me. I just had a mind blowing. Yeah. Keep going. I'm going to be over here while I'm (laughs) dissecting that. (laughs) It's so true, Nicole. It's really, really important. These are conversations I've had a lot with clients Mm. who have a scarcity mindset, which is the term for what we're talking about here. And it, it comes a lot from childhood. Exactly what you just said. If you grew up poor and didn't have food or in a big family, like you said, I even had one client and we were, we were trying to figure out why she, why she struggled with this so much. And what we realized is that um, her mom put her on a diet. I think it was like she was 10 was her first <laughs> diet and was always very um, mindful of like how much she ate. Like she could never eat what she wanted to eat. And so her entire life had been the idea like food was going to be hard to come by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, cause it was very much controlled. And so it was hard. Like that idea of, you know, being, being, feeling easy around food and knowing it's always there when our history is that, that it hasn't always been there. If we were poor, if we, and even if we did it to ourselves with constant dieting, mm-hmm. um, it's something we need to work through Yeah, and our kids see and what realize we do. that food is abundant. You know, yeah. kids see what you do. So if you're, think about yourself, um, not you guys, but anybody listening, if you're always talking about the next diet or, oh, I can't eat that, I'm dieting. And even if you've never said anything to your kid about their diet or anything, they hear what you're doing to yourself and they will 100% pick up on that and do it themselves. So it's yeah. not even what yeah, we tell our that's... kids, but it's how we act in front of our kids. Yeah, that's yeah. totally true. 100%. Wow. Um, and Sam, very, very also, true. I wake up and chug a ton of water too on vacation. Um, but usually I'm super dehydrated because I drink a shit ton of wine the night before. <laughs> that up there. That's hilarious. No, I feel I like when I wake I up, I'm like a sponge. Over, I don't get hungover on vacation. I can have a bottle of wine on vacation every night and never get one hangover. If what I have three the... glasses of wine here, I'm so hungover. What? Like, yes, I don't get hungover on vacation. Well, wait, how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you know it's a, it is? is it the elevation change? <laughs> I know. We always go to Aruba like when I do yeah. that. And I think it's their wine. It's just Aruba. I think it's just magical. Yeah, they just actually though Aruba is Aruba is, it is. When I went there, like I didn't get burnt and I'm white as hell. And I didn't get burnt. I got tan and I was like, what is the sun? This is magical. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that Aruba. is. Yeah. Wait, so I want to go back to what you guys are talking about about the how you grow up. Um yeah. because this is a recent discovery I've had. And so growing up and still now actually. Shout out to my parents. I love them to death. But um, they would always have a stockpile of food. Like, always the cabinets would be packed with food. Um, and we had, like, we had a refinished basement. And we had an entire, like, second fridge freezer. And an entire, basically, like, an entire second pantry. So, 
we had a lot of food in the house and I'm just kind of now realizing actually like in this exact moment that I Mm. have subconsciously always had a fear of of not having food like and not because I ever experienced a lack of food but for the opposite reason because we always had so much food like there was always you know they go like my parents would go to Costco or BJ's or Sam's Club or whatever get like buy in bulk right and just in case and it was always this like oh just in case just in case and so I think I was I grew up kind of conditioned to always buy more always have more which Mm. in turn always had me thinking like oh my god like are my cabinets full like are they like is my Mm. fridge empty like am I gonna get home and and like not have anything to eat you know and so always proactively continually buying food not even if I just in yes. case. Just in and case. so more like that there was that, that 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 just in case might happen ex- and like exactly maybe not even realizing like what the heck what would what would just in case be what might happen? right and where's the food gonna and go? to be honest That's the just in case for my parents or for my dad actually because he's yeah, shout out I love you dad but um he he's <laughs> like you never know like if there's a third world war I'm like oh my god like but he's serious you know wow. and yeah. so That's he's generation. like yeah yeah and like he's like you know like you just you just don't know like and if that ever does happen you're gonna be happy I have all this food for you for us you know and so there's like you know there's value to that but there's also an extreme to that and so I think mm-hmm. just me being aware of kind of where that mindset comes from um and that also could root now I'm kind of like putting pieces together here live on the show so um but that that also could be a reason why I have binge eating in my past because Mm. it's like I've always had that mindset like yeah but what if I can't get food again you know even though obviously like I live in America it's going to be fine you know and I shouldn't even be thinking about that for one second but um yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of my thoughts when you said that. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And, and that's, like, why I parent my kids certain ways with food where, like, nothing, like, I emphasize, you know, optimal foods, but, like, nothing's off the table or restricted. Like, if they come to me mm-hmm. and they're like, can I have one of those chocolate chip cookies? I'm, yeah. And other parents are like, no. Maybe after dinner, and I'm like, whatever. Like, I just, I don't make a big deal about food so that, like, they don't make a big deal about food. Like, that's, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that strategy works. I just, like, throw it out. I'm like, whatever. You know, so we'll, yeah. see, we'll see if it pays off. Yeah, you'll have to let us know in 10 years. We'll I have know. to uh, recap yeah. this. And, uh, that- well, we should do a whole episode about, like, parenting and yeah. body image and would be food good. behavior and all that kind of stuff. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, because, Kim, you had... Didn't you work with a woman who specialized in that? I did. I did. um, I worked with um, Dana Sukow to talk with her about how to raise our children in a way to have positive body image. And we talked about food and exercise and how to deal with all of that. Oh, yeah. We should have another episode on that. Yeah. Yeah. It was super interesting. Really helpful. It really has changed the way I do a lot of things. Cool. That's probably something very um, valuable that a lot of parents, I think, could like they could spend that money and it would be well worth it, you know, because it's like you're setting the yeah. foundation for your kids wh- where food, like people's relationship with food is so much bigger than I think we all talk about. And it's like kind of mm-hmm. this like taboo mm-hmm. thing, right? Like, oh yeah, like I'm fine when it comes to eating. But then you actually like, 
if you really dig deep in everyone's past, everyone has something, you know, with when it yeah. comes to food, and it's just yeah. not talked about, and and until it is talked about, and then they're like, oh yeah, me too, you know. Um, so yeah, that's like that's like such a great investment in your kid's future. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I did a month of coaching with her, um, online coaching, and we would we would talk, and we would talk about definite like good strategies to help your kids have healthy body image based and a lot of it was based on what I say and do uh, in reaction to what they say and do. Really cool. Yeah. It was interesting stuff. We'll, we'll have another episode on that. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting way deep well, on different things. This is not vacation time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes the, the tangents are the gold nuggets. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm going to talk about, so I have a client who's going on vacation soon. And so I figured maybe I would talk about the strategy I'm using with her because she's in a fat loss mode. So okay. for anybody who's in fat loss mode, what I did for her is we sort of dialed in the macros down for two weeks. So you guys know that when you're tracking macros, sometimes when you know you've got to do it for four months, like the mindset of that is just like, oh man, no. Um, so for her, what we're doing is we're dialing it down and really dialing her in for two weeks. But um, it's a good thing because we know we have that. It's kind of gives us like an end date in sight and something to look forward to. And so when she's on vacation, mm. there's going to be no tracking macros because I'm with you, Kim. Tracking on vacation, just it's not that's not vacation. Like that's not fun. Like the whole point of vacation yeah. is to kind of like decompress and give your mind a break. Um, so no tracking on vacation, and then. <clears throat> Every morning, there's going to be a huge focus on a huge micronutrient-rich breakfast. So um, veggies, egg whites, fruit, coffee, um, besides eggs, just like a really good filling breakfast. And that keeps you full so you're not, you know, a lot of people skip breakfast on vacation because they want to save it for lunch or Mm -hmm. whatever, or they don't want to spend the 40 bucks on the buffet breakfast um if you're not all inclusive which I think is silly like I always go for the big breakfast um and then lunch can be light you can get a salad you don't need something huge because you've had the big breakfast and then dinner is like all in whatever you want you want fried shrimp and chocolate cake you want a bottle of wine like just go for it but the base of you you set the base for your day so that you can enjoy like the fun dinners out if dinner is your thing if lunch is your thing and you like to pass out drunk at four (laughs) o'clock Which we're which we're in no way. Nicole, I have a sense that Nicole might have done that with the bottle of wine in Aruba. I I don't do that, but I watch a lot of people in Aruba drink all day on the beach. They like don't even get out of their bathing suits till six o'clock, and then they like stumble back to their rooms and they're done. And that's what they do, and that's their thing. Yeah. Um, so I think you got to figure out like what's what's your most important meal of the day that you want to go all in in, and usually it's dinner. So like set the tone the rest of the day so you don't go into dinner feeling like you ate like a jerk all day and you don't want to get what you really want to get yeah 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 I think making a game plan is huge like knowing yourself enough to not to just just don't stop lying to yourself right like for me my big thing is dinner for sure so like I will definitely I don't I don't like to skip meals because then I feel like I have to make up for it or I have to like I don't know. I just don't like that mentality of restricting, I think, just from my own past. So I will allow myself to have things. But I think having a game plan going into the day and then for each meal, like, okay, 
Um, I'm either going to have like a lighter breakfast, lighter lunch, heavier dinner, or however you want to structure it, but know yourself, like know your patterns. If you prefer to go long periods of time without eating and then have two big ass meals, do that. Like if you Mm. prefer to have four or five smaller meals throughout the day, then do that. But don't like, and I also think it's like when you travel with other people, sometimes it's hard because they have different eating schedules or eating styles Mm -hmm. or God only knows, you know? So like, that's a huge variable, but like just sticking to like what you want to do and just knowing that like your goals are your goals. How you feel is how you feel, you know? So like, don't feel pressure to eat at a time where you're not hungry solely just because you're like, Oh my God. But like, what if we don't eat again? You can always grab something, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just make making a game plan and going into your day feeling like you're in control I feel like helps a lot of the stress and anxiety kind of dissipate if you're like okay like I'm gonna go out and have this steak dinner and then you know have wine and have cake but I'm also you know taking it easy going a little bit lighter throughout the the beginning part of the day so that I can enjoy that and not like feel super heavy yeah yeah totally now do you guys bring anything along with you when you travel food wise um yeah I bring like, I bring protein powder and just like vitamins and supplements, but I don't bring, sometimes I bring protein bars, but I don't, I've really not been into protein bars lately. They kind of just make me feel like garbage. So, um, yeah, I quit them last summer too. Protein. Actually, I've, I've totally, I don't do whey protein anymore either. Um, it was all making me very bloated and I didn't realize it. So, um, but in the past I have brought protein powder, protein bars and depending on where I was like um, I went to Aruba this summer and I went to the store right away and stacked up on fruits and like some lean protein sources to keep in my little mini fridge and it just made it easier for me to get in some nutrient dense stuff um, while we were eating out a lot yeah hitting up the grocery store when you get to wherever you're gonna go is always a huge like that's like my number one thing Um, even if it's to get a lot of water or like electrolytes Mm -hmm. or like just, you know, stuff to have so that you're, you're better. You're, you kind of, you're setting yourself up for success more. Yeah, absolutely. I always just bring protein bars and like my carry on bag for the kids eat them. And like, just in case we get stuck and hungry, I always just like have them in my bags just in case. But yeah, um, Yeah. I'd like a protein bar, but it's like not something I eat all the time. It's like, usually just have them if I'm stuck somewhere and I, I don't want to like be hangry when I get to dinner or whatever. Yeah. Mm. I used to have a yeah, serious obsession with them, actually. Oh, really? I did, Yeah, too. I, I would have at least one a day, and it was, like, really messing with my gut. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Sam, you know when I gave them up? It was right after I visited you. Remember we had those yummy, like, protein cookies and stuff? Mm. Like, I really liked those. I thought those were yeah. delicious. And it was somewhere right around there. I, like, ran out of my protein stuff one, and I realized all of a sudden, like, oh, my gosh. I was really bloated from those guys. And sometimes I would eat two a day, which is never good. That stuff kind of rips your gut apart. Like, yeah. you know, so, hey, you know, the other thing that I do, and I started doing it a few years ago, and I recommend it to clients is being cautious, like when actually doing the travel part, like whether you're in a car, or whether you're in a plane, it tends to lend itself to like, obsessive snacking, yes. like just obscene amounts mm. of food. It's kind of like, if you forever have sat down in front of the TV with a bag of chips or a bowl of ice cream, it's just like habit. And I think traveling is that way too. Like in the middle of the day, like at 11 o'clock, I don't typically like sit down and open a bag of chips. <laughs> but if I was traveling, like I, like I, why would I need to, if I get in a car for three hours, have a box of candy? That's so funny. Like that's absurd. Yeah. 
but it was like just what I would always do because like oh we're going on a road trip gotta get our snacks and so you know I have a client who's getting ready this weekend to fly to Florida (laughs) and we were talking about her strategy for vacation eating and um one of the things we talked about was the flight okay it's like two hours from where we live she she lives not too far from me from here to Florida and she as we talked about she's like I go two hours all the time without eating she's like but I can tell you if we hadn't had this conversation I for sure would have been snacking because that's what you do on an airplane Mm. you know and so the idea of questioning yourself about those things like would you really be eating at this time if you were at home so I personally I try not to eat when I when I travel unless it's going to be a super long travel day because otherwise I just tend to eat too much you know, I'll stop and have a meal. Like if we're having a long car trip, I'll stop and get out and have my meals, but not eating in the car. Yeah. I actually, I do the same thing. I set rules for myself and I don't eat while I travel. Uh, because yeah. one, the airport food sucks. Uh, two, it's, it doesn't taste good and it's like way too overpriced. And also yeah. like you can be hungry. It's okay. You know? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is really important. I think it's something it took me like probably five years to actually realize that and fully be yes. not okay with, but like truly understand it uh but I'm at that point now where I can go long periods of time and know like okay I'm going to eat again and it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and I'm not going to starve uh, and and actually like really just like telling myself like it's okay hunger is okay and actually just like saying it to myself as like a little reminder that's brilliant Sam. yeah because yeah hunger is totally normal but we feel like it's this big emergency and reminding ourselves that it's not that it's just a natural body cue. Mm is really important. I think yeah. I heard I mean, someone talking about like it. two weeks to starve to death, so we can go a few is, hours. Is that, is that how? But wait a second. Question. It takes longer. Yeah, because if you have way more body fat, it's gonna, you're going to last a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I Let's just go with this. You're going to be safe on whatever flight you're getting on. You're not going to be starved. <laughs> I think yeah. you dehydrate first. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. For um, sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, so I'm... Um, uh, I think that was Georgie Fear I first read this from, is the idea of looking at hunger as like- Yes, I was just going to say that. I'm so glad you brought it up. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you yawn, would you ever in a million years be like, oh my gosh, I got to go to bed. (laughs) I'm tired. And like run off. Actually, yes. That's me. Like, mm. I, I yawn all the time mm. and never, ever do I think, like, got to go to bed now. No, you, if you catch yourself yawning excessively or more than usual, you might be like, wow, I'm probably tired. Maybe I'll go to bed earlier tonight, yeah. right? So it's like a cue, yeah. but it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be followed up by an immediate behavior to fix it. But with hunger, we do that very yeah. differently, but it's actually the same thing. Hunger lets us know, like, hey, we're approaching a time where we might get – we should probably think about getting food eventually, it's not an immediate, like, oh, my gosh, I'm hungry. I have to fix that right now. Yeah. Yes. So, and that's what we do. And also, if you're in a fat loss phase, then that means it's working. You know, like, yeah. ding, 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 yes. you're freaking losing fat. Right. And I think for me personally, Damn, that's good. Like, it, to- it took me so freaking long to realize, like, you need to experience hunger. And that's actually, like, you should feel good about the hunger because that means your body is working properly. Like, your metabolism is cranking. Like last night, for yeah. example, I'm in a fat loss phase and my hunger has been insane. Like I told, I was talking to Sarah about this. I feel like, uh, I feel like a ravenous, like, you know, a gorilla, like I could just eat anything, but I've never had more control over it because I know it's important. Like it's something that I need for to happen, you know, not to an extreme level, but like 
in the past, my, my natural tendency is to just like, Oh, got to go make food. Got to go eat. Like, and I get stressed and then anxious, like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? And then I end up eating so much because my hunger is, you know, is there, but I think treating it as, I think it was uh, Leslie Hooper actually, who, who I kind of took part of this from and maybe Georgie fear from, from lean habits, but like, it's important. It's an important part of fat loss. And if you're not experiencing it, chances are you're not in a deficit. Absolutely. You know, hunger comes along with fat loss and you don't have to be ravenously hungry, but if you're not experiencing any (laughs) hunger and you're trying to lose weight and you're not having success with it, you're probably eating too many calories. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's it's the truth. It's a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good sign. Yeah. You know, All and- right, girls. So I have a question to wrap up okay. yeah. for each of you. Where is your favorite place in the whole world to go on vacation? Oh, what? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's, that's not even hard. fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do like tropical places. I Cruising is literally my favorite way to vacation. This is, I think, so my funny. fifth cruising. time. It's I so much fun. It would be my worst nightmare. Me oh, Sam, why? Because I don't why? like the feeling of someone telling me what to do. No one tells me what to do. That's the best. Yeah, part of but it. there's a captain on that ship, and he's taking the cruise ship. If I was the <laughs> captain, I would be pumped. Okay, but I'm that's not. That's like saying I'm not going to get on an airplane because the pilot's bossing me around. No, like, but but said. like but like you're. you're <laughs> what are yes, you talking about? Yes, there's some truth to that, but what I really mean is like you're on the boat. Like you can't just you're get stuck. off the boat, right? Okay, but I don't know if you realize how big these boats are. It's like taking a small town. I mean, like. I probably don't out to sea. I probably don't know. I mean, I've been on one little mini cruise, and it was from like Norway to Finland, I think, or something. Right, I don't you know even what know. We need to, girls. We need to all go on a cruise together. We need to host like a fitness cruise, and we'll get a bunch oh, of cool shit. fitness speakers and go on a fitness cruise. Because I'm telling you, it is the way to live. It is so relaxing. It's like you're you unpack in a hotel room, and then your hotel moves you to beautiful places. <laughs> It's the only amazing. cruise I'll ever go on is an Alaskan Me cruise. too. Ooh. Me too. Only one. That's what I'm doing when I turn 50. Oh, sweet. Wait. When is that? Isn't that? Uh, I don't want to say anything. A year and a half. It's okay. A half. I was going to say, <laughs> isn't that soon? But I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> soon. I didn't want to get quiet. hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Ab, I'll be 49 in the fall. So the next year and I'll go the summer after. Oh, sweet. I'm coming. All right. Let's do it. I'll be Let's on the, I'll be on that cruise. You'll <laughs> find me in the corner like, I need the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding the captain. Yeah. He is not telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nicole? What's your favorite place to vacation? Um, I would say Maui is my favorite. Oh, like, yeah, like, I do like Hawaii. It's just like, Maui's just like my If If I were going to live somewhere else, it would be there. It'd be Maui. I want to go there. I actually. It's so amazing. Yeah. I haven't been to Maui. I've been to Oahu and I loved it. Yeah. Hawaii's the the spot. Yeah. How about you, Sam? Oh, God. Um, Okay. Can I ask a question that will help me answer this? (laughs) Yes. What are the, like, vacation for just pure leisure? Like, just for fun? Yes. Just for fun. Um. Oh God. <laughs> it's gonna be this hard. <laughs> no, I know, but it is. Um, I think. Ooh, it's kind of a tie, but okay. I went to St. John, um, maybe two or three years ago with some of my best friends from college, and it was incredible. Like, yeah. 
I was so relaxed, I felt uncomfortable because I was so relaxed, <laughs> which probably means I should do those trips more because I feel yeah. like when I, when I travel, I like to also like adventure and stuff. But this was a very new experience for me where there was no stress at all. And it was just pure like breathing and ocean. And, and oh, it was just really yeah. nice. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. You guys, what's your next, all of your next trips? Kim, I know we know where, well, what you're mine doing. Mine is Saturday. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, after that, I don't know what, I think I'm going to Nashville this summer. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? Um, well, we usually take the kids to Aruba um, every year in April and they're begging to go, but I said, no, mommy bought you a condo, so stop asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're He's skiing, been skiing every weekend. Happy vacation. Um, I'm going to California in a couple of weeks by myself. So nice. Yeah, for a business little... trip or, re- or relaxation. It is a women's empowerment weekend. I'm going with some other fitness coaches who I sort of became friends with over the last year in a mastermind. So there's a few of us going. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's it called? What's the retreat called? Um, it's Lori Harder's Bliss Project. Oh, yeah. You were talking oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Like her. Yeah. She puts it on every year, and I've always wanted to go. And one of my girlfriends goes every year, and she's like, it is so worth it. So I'm excited. Nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. All right. All right, ladies. We'll have so much fun on your vacation, Kim. Yeah, Kim. I will. Go get that buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the captain we say hi. I will. I, yeah, maybe you should take like, you, a Sam. buffet picture. With oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. I'll take some buffet pictures. I'll take some captain pictures. I mean, I'll take some. I'll take some good pics for you. Yeah, some workout pictures. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Awesome guys. See ya. Bye guys. Okay, bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I sure hope you enjoyed it and that you found value in it. If you did, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review wherever you're listening. It does help to get this podcast um, in front of more people. Of course, I'd love it if you subscribed so you can always be aware when another episode comes available. Thanks so much for being here, and I'll see you next time on the Decades of Strength podcast.